Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. Well, here we are at the end. The Lakers sit at the seventh seed in the Western Conference at 43 and 39. And let's just start this episode by giving a round of applause, a shout out to this Lakers team for getting the job done post-trade deadline, post-All-Star break, and really making a move. I mean, going into like the trade deadline all-star break time frame, the Lakers were in 13th place in the West, I think. Maybe 12th, 13th place around there. Lakers in the season in 7th place, which is just pretty incredible. I mean, obviously this isn't the same team, right? We had the trade deadline and all that stuff. Had this been the same team, if we didn't make any moves, this team would have ended probably in 12th or 13th place. That being said, just a great, I think better than most people would have anticipated, close out to the season for this Lakers team and going into the playoffs as a team that you know listening to a lot of people most of the criticisms of of this team for the Lakers right now is just health questions which of course any team can get hurt the Lakers can have guys get hurt but guess what so can the Suns Kevin Durant can get hurt uh so can the Clippers so can the Bucks right any team injury especially the last few seasons injuries have been a huge problem going into the playoffs for a lot of teams. So, I mean, even the year the Lakers won in 2020, uh, I think Kevin Durant was out the entire season. So injuries can just be a real problem, you know. So uh, those criticisms from from the various podcasts and people talking about the the playoffs, I, I'm not – I don't worry too much about that. Obviously, I worry about the Lakers and their health situations, and I want the Lakers to stay healthy and all that stuff. But I think – that's overlooking the fact that this is a potentially really, really good Lakers team that could make make a run, and I'm excited to see what happens. So my last episode, the Lakers were going into a game against the Clippers on the second night of a back-to-back where they had just beat the Utah Jazz in overtime in Utah. So the odds were stacked up against the Lakers going into that game, unfortunately. I mean, it really was one of the biggest – Health or health, um, rest disparities in an important game towards the end of the season that I've seen in a minute. And I mean, the I think the Clippers were going off of going into that game off three games or three days rest. They had played Saturday or Sunday that weekend, and then their first game was Wednesday against the Lakers. And the Lakers had been on a road trip and then coming in off a back to back where they played in overtime. So the Lakers came out against the Clippers pretty flat, got down big early, made a run, made it close, would get down big, make a run, um, got down by as much as like 20 points at one point. And it, it, Lakers just never were going to win that game. They were just tired, you could tell. They were just tired. Defense wasn't great. They, The Clippers hit a lot of threes. Um, Lakers didn't really attack the basket much. And I mean, they ended up only losing the game by seven, but I think that that feels a little closer even than when the game really was. So <clears throat> tough loss because if the Lakers had won that game, they would have ended up in like the fifth seed, I think, after winning that game with a real good chance of ending up around the sixth, fifth or sixth seed, depending on how things played out. Unfortunately, losing that game basically solidified the Lakers in the seventh or eighth seed because in order for the Lakers to even get to the sixth seed, we would have needed... Golden State to lose to either Sacramento, who ended up resting all their starters, or the Portland Trailblazers, who are currently or were currently tanking. So it just wasn't in the cards for the Lakers to move up to the sixth seed just because 
of who the Warriors were playing to end the season. Um, and then the Lakers had their last two games, which were against Phoenix on Friday. Phoenix rested all their starters. Um, Shamit and Campaign were like the best players that the Suns played. So the Lakers played that game like a preseason game. They came out pretty flat, not real interested. They ended up getting the win um, by double digits. And, but it was way too close of a game for too long. We actually saw the Clippers do the same thing in their last game of the season against the Suns, where Suns rested all their good players. Even, I think, they rested campaign. And uh, the Clippers were playing, like, you know, Kawhi, Norman Powell, Zubats, all their normal players that are healthy. And it was a close game up until pretty much the very end. I think the Clippers only won that game by, like, five points or something like that. So, um Kind of just funny that the Lakers and Clippers both kind of struggled against that that Suns B, B team. So, um, Lakers end up going back to Friday, beating the Suns, which was a nice win because going into that game, we just assumed that maybe the Suns would play their starters, right? Like, they've, they've only played, like, I think seven or eight games with Kevin Durant because he came on, he was hurt when he got traded, uh, came and played a little bit, got hurt again rolled his ankle, twisted his ankle, and then, you know, they've won all the games that he's played, but they they have a very, very small sample size. So I wouldn't I, – I was, wasn't sure if they would want to rest just to be safe, better be safe than sorry kind of thing, or if they wanted um, Kevin Durant and the team to, like, continue building chemistry on the court and all that stuff. So, anyways, they end up they end up resting. So it was nice going into that game. I, I just didn't know if Lakers were going to get a win there or not. And since they rested their starters, Lakers have got a – well, in theory, an easy win, but didn't quite end up as easy as it should have. And then the last game of the season was on Sunday, which was yesterday, and the Lakers played the Jazz again in Los Angeles. Again, the Lakers came out pretty disinterested. Um, just, you know, Anthony Davis wasn't really giving Anthony Davis-type games. So going back against the Suns, they won the game 121-107, to 107, so a nice, a nice win. Um, LeBron played really well. Actually, D'Angelo Russell was our high scorer with 24 points. Austin Reeves played well with 22 points. And then both LeBron and Anthony Davis, 16 and 14 points. I honestly feel like they're kind of going, they're going into those last two games, really just trying to rest in game as much as possible, not exert anything, not get hurt, not do anything dumb, things like that. So the teams struggled in those last two games because of that. But, I mean, like, LeBron went 6-for-19 from the field against the Suns. Anthony Davis went 4-for-12. They just didn't shoot well. So it could also just be, like, end of the season, coming off of a road trip, and then also just trying to get through the season in, into the playing tournament. So, um, again, nice win. Nice to get the win. But would have obviously liked to see the Lakers play a little better. Same story with the Utah Jazz game except for the fact that LeBron played really well in that game. LeBron he took 25 shots, went 13 for 25 with 36 points, 8 for 14 from the three-point line, so shot over 50% from the three-point line, hitting eight three-pointers, which you love to see that going into the playoffs. You love to see LeBron, if he could get his, if he could get his shot going, that'd be awesome. Um, Anthony Davis went 7 for 15 from the field with 16 points. Again, nice when when LeBron's shooting twenty five points, there's not a whole lot of, whole lot else to go around. So, uh, nice 
from Anthony Davis there, just under 50% from the field, 13 rebounds. Austin Reeves, 12 points. D'Angelo Russell, 17 points. Jared Vanderbilt, 12 points. He hasn't really been putting up too much offensively, so nice to see him get in the mix a little bit. Rui Hachimura, 12 points off the bench. Uh, 0 for 6 from 3, not not great. Malik Beasley, 13 points off the bench. 3 for 9 from 3. And I'm so torn on Malik Beasley. Like, I feel like it's tough. Going 3 for 9 isn't great, right? It's less – it's – what is 3 for 9? I can't do math in my head. It's like 30%. Not great. You'd like to see him get a little closer to 40, 40%. But um, he had he's had some pretty big games where he's, he, the three has been starting to fall a little bit. But it would be great to to get him consistent from three the three-point line. But, you know, I'd, I'd, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. But if LeBron can keep hitting – eight three-pointers in games that that, that that would just do it so yesterday the last game and last day of the regular season was pretty crazy the Lakers I mean the Lakers took care of business they let the game be a little close for a while they end up getting the win by 11 128 to 117 so they took care of business but the things that were going into the into the into the day was really going to potentially affect the, how the Western Conference standings ended up falling between the fifth through eighth seeds, maybe nine seeds. Um, so going into the day, had Phoenix won the game, so the Clippers lose, and the Pelicans win, and the Lakers win, there'd be a three-way tie where the Lakers end up in eighth, the eighth seed. The Clippers end up in the seventh seed, and the Pelicans end up in the sixth seed. While Golden State moves up to the fifth seed, if all if Phoenix, Golden State, Lakers, and New Orleans won, that's because there's a three-way tiebreaker between the Pelicans, Clippers, and Lakers. Where when there's a three-way tiebreaker, you take the record, basically the record of those three teams against each other. And the Lakers had the worst record, so that's why they would have ended up being the bottom of that tiebreaker. So, thankfully, Minnesota pulled out a win. Well, the Clippers ended up winning anyway. They beat the, they beat the Suns. So, it didn't end up mattering because the Clippers um, Clippers won. So, they secured the fifth seed. They take on the Suns in the first round. Um, and then Golden State took care of business. They won against Portland, and they secured the sixth seed. So, then... It was really between, it came down to Minnesota and New Orleans playing each other in the last game. And basically, whoever won that game would get the eighth seed. Whoever lost would get the ninth seed. And going into the day, I was kind of torn, right? Because, like, basically, well, I don't know. I feel like playing the the T-Wolves and the Pelicans has its plus and minuses both ways. In one sense, Minnesota has a lot of size that can go up against the Lakers, right? The Lakers are really strong when they attack the basket. When you have Anthony Davis attacking the basket, LeBron James attacking the basket, Austin Reeves attacking the basket, uh, D'Angelo Russell attacking the basket. Um, They're just attacking the basket is the Lakers' strong suit. I mean, in basketball in general, right, driving and kicking and spreading the floor is really the best way to play the game, in my opinion. So the the, the T-Wolves have a lot of size with Gobert, and Carl Anthony Towns and McDaniels, right? Like they they just have a lot of size to throw out the Lakers. Whereas Minnesota or New Orleans, 
not as much. They have Valanchunas, right, and uh, Brandon Ingram. But we've done really well against the Pelicans this year. Anthony Davis seems to get up and play really well against his old team. And so I was kind of feeling like I would want the Lakers to play the Pelicans in the first in the playing uh, tournament. But if the Pelicans won the, and the Clippers lost, then there you would get that three-way tiebreaker where the Lakers end up playing the Clippers in the in the playing tournament, which you know, I again, yes, the Lakers got smoked by the Clippers last week, but in a playing tournament with a little bit of rest and a little more time to plan, I think the Lakers have a decent chance. The the benefit there had that happened would be the Lakers being the eighth seed, their road game would basically be a home game. So you get that, uh, you know, you take away that disadvantage, which would have been nice. But because the Clippers won, we got to um, avoid that altogether. But what was crazy is all these games started at the same time yesterday. So you had the end of the Sun, like the Suns-Clippers game, you know, there's like two minutes left in the game in their game while Minnesota and the Pelicans were playing each other with like five minutes left in their game. And the, so like I said before, the Suns and Clippers game was way closer than, than I expected with them, you know, with the Suns sitting all of their good players and the Clippers not doing that, you know? So it, it was pretty crazy going down to the wire, kind of like rooting for the Suns to beat the Clippers. But then like the Suns were up by like, there was a point where the Suns were up by like 10, I think they were up by like 10 at halftime or something. It was crazy. So then in that case, I'm like, I'm rooting for the, for the Timberwolves to win. But then I was thinking like, oh, well, you know, and then the Suns ended up winning. So then I'm like, okay, well, let's get the, let's get the Pelicans. But then, but then during the T-Wolves Pelicans game, Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert getting into a little like shouting match with each other during a timeout or a stoppage in, in play. And Rudy Gobert ends up punching Kyle Anderson in the huddle, like during the timeout. He gets sent home at halftime, not to return to the game. And then McDaniel's, I didn't see this part, but McDaniel's gets ejected for for whatever reason, and in frustration, punches a wall, fractures his hand. So now, I mean, a lot of Lakers fans on Twitter are happy that, well, long story short, Minnesota ends up pulling it out. Anthony Edwards plays really well. Uh, CJ McCollum just couldn't get it done for the Pelicans on that end. So long story short, Minnesota wins. Lakers take on the T-Wolves in the first round or in the first playing game in Los Angeles. So that being said, a lot of Lakers fans are happy that the Lakers are taking on Minnesota at this time because news has just come out today that Rudy Gobert will be suspended for the game against the Lakers that you know, news came out yesterday that McDaniels um, broke his hand, so he's out for the game. And in theory, that gives the Lakers more of an advantage. You know, we just beat the Timberwolves at full strength not too long ago, a few weeks, or like a week, week and a half ago. So the Lakers should be able to win this game even with those guys playing. But Gobert... You know, I don't know. Gobert has his problems offensively and just in general. But he is a good defender for the Wolves to throw at Anthony Davis. 
And with him out of the picture, that does help the Lakers in terms of like attacking the basket, going at the T-Wolves and all that stuff. However, on the flip side, offensively, I think not having Gobert actually helps the Jazz, or the Jazz, the, the Timberwolves. He, you know, you have Carl Anthony Towns out there. You don't have Gobert. You can spread the floor. You can pull Anthony Davis away from the basket and really just spread the Lakers out defensively. Where with Gobert on the floor, he kind of clogs up the, clogs up the middle, keeps Anthony Davis near the basket, and all those things. Now, that being said, Gobert has looked really good against the Lakers, even offensively, in the last few ga- last couple games that he played against them. So maybe, you know, I'm just full of crap, and this just this does hurt hurt the Timberwolves. But from an offensive standpoint, I wouldn't be surprised if their offense gets a little more efficient. You create create a little more space for Anthony Edwards, create a little, a little more space for Mike Conley, Carl Anthony Towns, and again, taking Anthony Davis away from the basket and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we will see what happens. I mean, the game's tomorrow. Tomorrow night at 7 uh, Pacific time. And this will, be, this will be the first, this is crazy, the first full-capacity Lakers postseason game since the 2012-2013 season. It's been 10 years, 10 years since we had a full capacity crowd for a Lakers playoff or postseason um, game. Because back in the 2021 season when the Lakers were in the play-in tournament, right, we were seventh seed playing at home against the Warriors, and then we ended up winning and playing against the Suns in the first round where we ended up losing. Um, I'm pretty sure Staples Center at the time was capped out at like seven or eight thousand fans so and i, and I think it holds like nineteen thousand. so we'll be able to get 10 plus thousand more people into the the arena for tomorrow night's game so that'll be awesome to get full capacity playoff basketball back in los angeles for for the lakers at least so um and then if i mean if the lakers can pull out the win tuesday then we match up with the grizzlies so this is where the western conference shaked out you have Denver in the one seed, Memphis in the two seed, Sacramento in the three seed, Phoenix in the four seed, Clippers in the five seed, Warriors in the six seed, and then seven through ten, you have Lakers at seven, Minnesota at eight, New Orleans at nine, OKC at ten. So hopefully the Lakers can get the job done, get the win. I feel pretty confident, but this team has looked so flat in the last few games that I any confidence I have is just based on like what I know Anthony Davis and LeBron can do, especially in a playoff game based on how they've been playing against some pretty mediocre to bad teams. I don't have a whole lot of confidence um, based on what I've seen, but you got to just assume or hope that that's just the, you know, LeBron, Anthony Davis kind of coasting a little bit, the rest of the team kind of coasting a little bit, just trying to get through the end of the season and, and gear up for the gear up for the playoffs. So Assuming the Lakers can get the win, right, then we match up against Memphis. If not, if we lose, then in the, with the play-in tournament, we get a, another game and one more chance to play either the winner of New Orleans or, well, the winner of the New Orleans-OKC game. So either way, I feel pretty confident the Lakers can at least get the eighth seed, right, in, in which case we match up against Denver. And Denver's been really good all season. The thing is this Lakers team, if we're healthy – Right, if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy and they're able to play at 
close to their peak abilities this season, then I don't know. I'm not too afraid of many teams in the West. It'll be a tough battle. No way the Lakers are beating Denver, Memphis in four games or five games like we did in 2020, right? Where we're, we, you know, won the first two rounds, I think. Or what, did we win all three rounds in five games? I think we might have. You know, I don't think we'll see that happen again. But Lakers being a seven or eight seed is not as big of an underdog as it might look like, right, for a casual fan or, or a non-Lakers fan that's looking at it. So, again, I feel pretty good. Memphis, if we do end up winning the game, you know, and we'll, and we'll talk about this more as things happen, right? I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Game's tomorrow. I'll try and get another pod in later this week after we see what happens tomorrow. But if we win and match up against Memphis, right, Memphis has had their share of problems this season. You have um, Steven Adams. They announced that he is out for the playoffs. Um, was it Desmond Bain that is out for the season? I think so. Or Brandon Clark. Yeah, Brandon Brandon Clark suffered a season-ending left Achilles tear. Um, so Brandon Clark's out for the rest of the season. Steven Adams is out, which is some you know a lot of Memphis's size, right? You have Steven Adams six eleven, Brandon Clark six eight, um, Jared Jackson Jr. He's in talks for Defensive Player of the Year, so that's something to think about or to worry about. Obviously, it'll be a good matchup between him and Anthony Davis. Obviously, you have Dylan Brooks, probably the most annoying basketball player in the NBA this season. So that'll be hopefully fun, right? Hopefully the Lakers can win and shut them up, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of jawing with with Dylan Brooks, and it'll be fun, but also super, super annoying. And then you had the whole issue with John Morant, with him, you know, having a gun on his Instagram Live and leaving the team for some time and and all that stuff. I feel like, he, I mean, he's back now, and like, there shouldn't be any issues there, but I don't know. I feel like this team's had a lot of ups and downs this season between that and the injuries and whatever that, you know, it's enough. There's enough holes poked in this team that the Lakers can definitely take advantage of it if we do end up meeting up with them. Um, so, again, don't want to get too ahead of myself. We want to focus on the Minnesota game. I want to focus on what the Lakers can do against Minnesota, which, again, I, I think attack the basket, right? That's where the Lakers are at their best. Attack the basket offensively. And defensively, just, I mean, it's as simple as play good defense, right? Like, force turn, do whatever you have to do to force turnovers. The Lakers, this team, and a lot of teams, but, like, this Lakers team is at their best when they're forcing turnovers, creating fast break points, and attacking the basket. And, um, you know, hopefully, so Dennis Schroeder has been out the last, I think, two games with some Achilles soreness. I think it's really just precautionary with him. Um, but Dennis does a lot of good stuff defensively. He was pretty bad against the Clippers. He did not play very well. But, um, you know, hopefully he can come in, give some minutes, play some, play well. Uh, you know, defensively and offensively, but... Um, be able to pressure Mike Conley a little bit and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, and I just got confirmation notification that Jaden McDaniels is officially out indefinitely with a broken hand. So he's one of their better defenders, which is good for the Lakers. I mean, but defensively, I mean, it's not – Minnesota's not 
a team that to just blow, you know, roll over, right? Like you have Anthony Edwards, who's one of the best young players in the game right now. You have Carl Anthony Towns, who he was out for a while this season. Things have been weird, I think, with Rudy Gobert and him, right? Like I feel like the two big thing isn't really great with the NBA today, and I feel like they've had some maybe personal issues and stuff. I don't, I don't know, but. <clears throat> Carl Anthony Towns hasn't quite been the same guy that he's been in, in years past, it doesn't seem like, but he's still he's still huge, and he shoots well, and he spreads the floor. He's, I don't know, I in my mind, I think of him as kind of like a poor man's Anthony Davis, but when he's playing well, he's right up there, right? He So, and then Mike Conley is a good, you know, guard with that kind of veteran skills and and, and experience and all that stuff, so... And Kyle Anderson, he's a tall, tall ball handler that can go in and get in the paint and get buckets, right? There, I don't know. I'm not to say that I'm. I just don't think this is like as easy as a game as a lot of people on Twitter are making it out to be. I think the Lakers will be in for a battle against Minnesota, and the only, well, one of the good things obviously is like for the Lakers is that Minnesota has all these internal problems, right? You have, you have. Gobert punching Kyle Anderson. You have uh, a T-Wolves employee. Someone leaked audio of Kyle Anderson walking into the locker room after the Gobert thing saying, like, F you, F this, F that. Um, just trash talking Gobert. They've said to the media that they've, you know, squashed things and things are good or whatever. But that is a team that does not seem to have great chemistry. I don't think – I don't think – like I said, Carl Anthony Towns and these guys, I don't think they like Rudy Gobert. I don't think they play well with him. I think there's different issues like that. And so in one sense, like I said, having Gobert not play might honestly help them from like an on-court chemistry situation. Um, it, it'll hurt them defensively, no doubt about that. But I think offensively, on the offensive side of the court, for them, it could it could actually help them. So I wouldn't be surprised if we had a just a dogfight uh, you know, back and forth, sharing blows kind of situation tomorrow. Again, hopefully the Lakers can step up. I mean, Anthony Davis is one of the, when he's playing his best, he's one of the best defenders in the league. So if we can get him playing his best, if LeBron can just gut it out and play good defense, which he's capable of, he's, you know, throughout the course of his career, he's been, one of the better defenders in the league. I think lately, since he's gotten older, he's been kind of picking and choosing his spots and stuff. But, And he's definitely lost his step since he's been older. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good about about tomorrow. But there are definitely still things to, to, to worry about a little bit. So it's it's been a fun year. It's been a tough year. It's been a roller coaster of a year. But I am happy to to have the Lakers back in the playoffs, even even the play-in, right? I mean, it's not ideal. You'd love to be in the top six, but I will take the play-in tournament over a 13th place finish, right? So we play the Timberwolves with a chance to move on and play the Memphis Grizzlies, and if not, then hopefully the Denver Nuggets. So thank you guys so much for listening, and go Lakers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis. 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers!